Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read, because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Mary Page, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Erica and Courtney. Every other week, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes and characters and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we'll be discussing Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, Bird Watchers Unite. (laughs) Okay, the back cover summary. For years, rumors of the Marsh Girl have haunted Barkley Cove, a quiet town on the North Carolina coast. So in late 1969, when handsome Chase Andrews is found dead, the locals immediately suspect Kaya Clark, the so-called Marsh Girl. But Kaya is not what they say. Sensitive and intelligent, she has survived for years alone in the marsh that she calls home, finding friends in the goals and lessons in the sand. Then the time comes where she yearns to be touched and loved. When two young men from town become intrigued by her wild beauty, Kaya opens herself to a new life until the unthinkable happens. Vibe check. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, friends. Hi. So, uh, what's the vibe here? Sad. The vibe <laughs> uh, is sad. It started sad. It stayed sad. Yep. Throughout the middle, mm-hmm. it was sad. But mm-hmm. sad with poetic language. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. It started sad. It felt perpetually that way until the end. Um, I was wavering back and forth uh, about if I liked this one. My first thought was no, no, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I must say, after answering the questions, I came back to change my vibe check um, because I think I did like it. No, I liked Kaya. Her story was very, very sad and I didn't want to read it, but I liked her. So I'm going to say I liked aspects of the story <laughs> okay i'll take that yeah yeah the vibe is heart-wrenching for sure <laughs> Great <word>. um <laughs> for padres i usually do color-coded sticky tabs as we all do i think right yeah yes and the only color i used was blue because <laughs> everything was very sad so <laughs> There's that. <laughs> we should share that picture of of the, just the blue sticky notes. We should. The yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's it's depressing. Um, I first read this book around the time that it came out, and at that time, I rated it pretty high. But now, reading it a second time, like I see why I did because it it is very poetic, and I'm a sucker for sad stories. But at the same time woof this was too tragic and i feel like it's maybe because of the world we live in right now is also tragic so it's too much tragedy at the same time so second time reading it i was a little bit more bummed out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah there was just no break from it yeah there was no coming yeah I mean, besides the small, like, parts where Tate did cute things for Kaya. Yeah. But then he also, you know, abandoned her. So 
for a second. <laughs> took that away from us too, damn it. <laughs> Gave her cake and feathers and then took it all away. <laughs> Okay, as a reminder, most of these questions were found on the interwebs, okay? Paying respect to the people that deserve it. (laughs) Let's start with the setting of this book. I feel like the setting was almost a character itself. How did you feel about the long, descriptive passages on the marsh, the birds, and all the nature that surrounds Kaya? Courtney, (laughs) this one's especially for you. (laughs) Rant away. (laughs) Okay, so I've got to come clean here. I pulled a Courtney <laughs> and I I found a phenomenally descriptive summary of every single chapter plus an analysis and skimmed it. Big, nice. big shout out to Yolanda Mill for contributing such a detailed rundown for study pool. I really, really appreciate your work. Nice. So as it relates to the descriptive language, I only got the very best parts. I only got the parts Yolanda felt were important enough to highlight in the chapter summary or analysis. But despite all of this, it still took me like two or three days to make it through a summary of this book online. And that's how I know this was detailed. (laughs) Damn. So it's like, hmm. Like, I sat down to do this on Wednesday and I finished it yesterday. So. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot. That makes sense why it took like three weeks for me to finish this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my my abridged approach took three days, but I learned so much. I think mm-hmm. taking the study-guided approach, I picked up a lot of stuff I would have missed on a regular read, skimming the descriptive language. Um, we were getting okay. the symbolism of the imagery. Yes. Look Thank, at you, that. <laughs> Thank you, study pool. Thank you, study pool. Yeah, I won't lie. I sped read through the descriptive stuff. Um, I just don't think my brain works that way with all the imagery and such. I like dialogue and I like characters. So this long-winded imagery took me right out of the story instead of enveloping me in it like it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure it was beautiful. I just... <laughs> take our word for it. <laughs> I'm going to take all of the really positive reviews of this book as testament that it's great but i was trying i had a deadline and also i wanted to get out of the sad yeah <laughs> that makes sense i feel like this is definitely you definitely have to be in the mood for this type of book mm-hmm. for sure i think at times i too was like geez enough about the birds and the marsh <laughs> but with this book <laughs> i think i had more patience with the long descriptive passages just because I knew there were golden nuggets to help us understand Kaya especially the second time around um and it helped us understand why she made certain choices throughout so Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you know three different approaches on this podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I want to dive a little bit more into the series of heartbreaking events leading to Kaya being alone in the marsh. First off, Kaya's ma leaves her at age six. Then one by one, the siblings follow. Then Kaya is stuck with Pa, who is also abusive, until he eventually leaves her at age 10. Who are the people that have failed her and who is there for her? What different choices could have been made? 
I am sad. All I will say, Pa leaving at 10 was probably a blessing. Um, not a reliable parental figure to be found until there was. I take it back. Jumping and Mabel eventually came in. They filled that role for her. But I stand by it in the beginning. She was deeply, deeply alone. Her family left her hanging. And she really kind of filled that void with the marsh. Which, when you think about it, Ten is so young. Mm-hmm. Just like a wild child running around this marsh, unsupervised. Yeah. It's... That's incredible. Self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her parents really failed her. As well as her older siblings. I think Jody was the exception just because he was also very young himself. And like, what can he really do? Or the the other siblings. It's just that they collectively left her, I think, is, it's just so sad. Um, And it seems like she was failed by everybody else too. I mean, at points she was failed by Tate and she was failed by Chase and she was failed by the town. Literally everyone except for Jumpin' and Mabel and the marsh itself so yeah Ugh. yeah i think what really bothers me is why are the adults leaving like why and i guess like my mind i know like the kids were also young themselves but at the same time like why didn't like the oldest one take her along with with him or whatever you know what i mean Real every just, person for themselves vibe here yeah, yeah i'm just shocked that not one or two family members abandoned her but all of them i think that's what kid. right that's what breaks my heart the most with the story and especially with how young she was mm-hmm. too like it, she wasn't even like a preteen yet come on <laughs> yeah do you think it's believable for her to make it on her own with her being younger i know that she's only 10 but she seems scrappy. I'm going to say yes. I think people get creative when their survival depends on it. Yeah, I agree. I believed it was possible. I think she I think she was a special person that was put in a situation that only like she could have come out that way. And you throw me in that situation, I'd be fucked. I'd crumble. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, but uh she was born in that marsh. She knew it like the back of her hand. So if anyone was going to survive it, it would be her. I'm just thinking about how she can't order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how would I That's survive without pizza? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I absolutely would not. I'd perish. Why does my mind go to pizza? Like, oh, survival where's the pizza your parents leaving twenty dollars on the table and being like order yourself a pizza (laughs) that's the only survival we'll know she definitely didn't have that i would not make it right yeah there's no money left on the table for pizza will not survive okay i'm not making (laughs) okay so let's talk about the influence of nature on Kaya's understanding of the world. Yes. All of the people, all of the important people in her life felt super unreliable. And nature was the one thing that wasn't. It was the one constant in her life that she could count on. There was this one quote that summed it up really beautifully. It said nature had nurtured, tutored, and protected her when no one else would. And I think that that really says it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it dictated, nature dictated everything in Kaya's life. Uh, she truly became one with nature. That phrase was made for this girl. Um, mm-hmm. Because 
she was left alone with very little human contact. Nature became a friend and a mentor, like that quote says, and the marsh and its inhabitants raised her and it became it became that she related any human an- interaction with something in nature. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, perfectly stated. Perfectly stated, both of you. You know what also killed me is when Kyle learned how to read. She was searching for an explanation on why a mother would leave her offspring. Like, oh. that broke my heart. Do you guys I, – I mean, you guys didn't like the long descriptive passages, but there was quite a few referencing back to, like, how Fox – like, this Fox, like, left her babies to go survive on her own, and it kept on, like, going back to how Ma was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was – so sad heartbreaking so sad um i know i didn't put a question in here but i kind of wanted to talk t- talk about moff leaving for a little bit mm-hmm. she said something about how she forgives ma for leaving but doesn't understand why she doesn't come back what are your guys's thoughts on that sorry i'm like literally just throwing something at you um because remember she wrote back she wrote that letter to the dad Mm -hmm. and then he and obviously kaya couldn't read and then he burned it so kaya wasn't able to see what it had said Mm -hmm. but all she knew was that her mom never came back i think i think kaya has every right to be upset that her that her mother didn't come back even if like the father had threatened to hurt her um, because there were options that she had to, to help her. She could have take, she could have brought someone with her when she tried to get Kaya back. She could have called the authorities or like, I mean, I know that there's a prejudice there that um, like the sheriff probably wouldn't have been like very helpful, but, um, she had options and she she didn't take them. That being said, there was a massive amount of guilt and her mental health and PTSD, the mother's, was, I'm, it sounded like it was horrible. So there's reasons why, but it doesn't excuse it, I guess, is mm-hmm. how why, I feel. Why didn't she keep trying in right. some way? even yeah. later on or her yeah. or her siblings her she had yeah. siblings that could have could have done something too only so I jody think, came back right well yeah. and i mean i even mean her mother or like her mother's siblings oh yeah like her mom's family didn't help at all i think they wrote i think they wrote um her mom's children off as marsh kids just like all the town of Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Barkley Cove or yeah, something? Yeah, the town of Barkley Cove did. I think she was written off even by her grandparents and and her aunts and uncles, which is so Isolating. Yeah. So isolating. Yeah. Poor Kaya. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I just sprung that on you. All right, next. How dare you? I know. That was... Why did that was I a do great that? impromptu answer, Courtney. <laughs> oh, yeah, that you. was that was beautiful. <laughs> I really it. slowly read this, so I it it really sunk in for me. <laughs> she had time to formulate her response. 
Okay. So what do you think about the lack of connection with other women in Kaya's life? How might things be different if she were to have more influence from a woman or women? Yeah, I think that if she had had more women in her life, she would have had more deeper connections with the people around her and less of a fear of abandonment and an easier time relating to other people. And it just kind of felt like this self-perpetuating cycle where she didn't have people in her life to help teach social norms in the beginning and help her relate and fit in. So she found it hard to relate and fit in with the women in town mm-hmm. who kind of controlled social norms and started talking. So everyone calls her the Marsh Girl. She feels like an outsider. Rinse and repeat. It's just yeah. this cycle that kind of keeps her on the fringes. Yeah. She talked about a longing for for a group of friends a few times throughout the story. And because of her mother's advice about women sticking together, uh, yeah, her mother told her and her sisters that one time when they all went out on the boat that your female friends are um, the most important and every woman needs a group of friends. Uh, so ever since hearing that, she felt like she needed that and she wanted that. Um, and I think as time grew on, however, she just became content with that lack of friendship. Um, and after all she had been through, she belonged to the marsh and that was enough. But I totally agree with Erica that it would have helped her fit in so much more. I just think Mm -hmm. at a certain point she didn't want to fit in and Mm -hmm. she just wanted to be, she just wanted to be. Yeah, she had her guard up after so many, you know, people leaving. Rightfully so. Yeah. I think the saddest part was, as far as the friendship thing, um, it wasn't as much when she was watched those girls out on the beach, but when she went to, um, when she was on the street when she was really young and she saw that younger girl and the mom ran out and yelled at her don't touch her kind of thing yeah i think that plants seeds of it's not worth it <laughs> you mm-hmm. know right oh uh this book is so depressing <laughs> <clears throat> well let's compare and contrast chase and tate what do they offer why are they drawn to her Chase sucks. <laughs> That's all yeah. we need to say. <laughs> He's a total bro. He just doesn't see Kai as a full person. More like something to keep him occupied, something to win, something to have while maintaining a separate life in a different world outside the marsh with a different girl. Pearl. That's gross. Pearl. Tate. Pearl. Tate, on the other hand, seems really lovely, except for that abandonment thing. Yeah. And is also really consistent throughout the entire book for that abandonment thing and also makes me think of that cookie brand and so i think really just tate has a lot more going for him <laughs> collectively makes me think of cookies oh because of the cookies <laughs> when i first saw that i thought you meant like he just has a the vibe of like a just cookie. like something about him his aura we love, we love tate as much as we love cookies i love that no there's that brand of tate's cookies I, for, I totally forgot about them, but yeah, now cookies wanna... don't abandon you. <laughs> cookies are that'll be there always for you. there for you. It's the cookies. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Chase was a pretty distraction and definitely a symbol of the life that she had always been outside of. And I think he was drawn to her because she was the opposite. She was a symbol of living free of expectations. She was wild and he lived in a tame world where he married a girl named Pearl who literally wore pearls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everything about Kaya was an adventure to him. Tate, on the other hand was understanding of her and was drawn to her for the same reasons he was drawn to the marsh she was one of a kind and misunderstood by everyone but him he saw her beauty where other people wrote her off and where chase was interested in kaya as a conquest tate was interested in their shared love of something that was beautiful if only to them so that's so beautifully said thanks (laughs) i i feel like i have nothing really to say to that my apologies. <laughs> no, you called Chase an asshat, and I think I just said out loud. <laughs> okay. please, yeah, please do that. Okay, so first of all, Tate offered friendship, a connection, mm-hmm. but I'm very upset that he was a coward and couldn't tell her goodbye. He, out of all people, knew how alone Kaya really was and how hurtful that would be to her after being abandoned by her family. So I am a little salty with Tate, but also, yes, yeah, he's great. But salt is a little salt in cookies is very good. We don't. That's have- true. <laughs> the salted chocolate chip. Mm. Okay, now we're <laughs> That's true. <laughs> a little sal- salted caramel. Yeah. Now we're talking. <clears throat> and of course, Chase is just the worst in his ass hat. <laughs> On the other hand, and we have nothing more to say about him. <laughs> flavorless cookie he's not even a cookie he's a wafer from he's a eucharist wafer a communion wafer if <laughs> yes, you will there you go <laughs> steal a whole bag <laughs> oh so do you see kaya as a victim or ostracized by the community do you think the public eye and justice system affected the outcome of the trial Um, And are you surprised with the outcome of the trial in general? Okay, yes, all around. Honestly shocked by how that trial ended. She never had a fair shake, whether it came to raising herself in the marsh or the way that the public viewed her throughout the trial. So when it came to the end of the trial, that was one of the things that surprised me the most. Um, But I was really pleased to see her like finally get a small break. Yeah. Her her lawyer did a really good job. For once. Yeah. Not to shit on lawyers. I know a few <laughs> that I really like. <laughs> but Courtney many public defenders aren't great. Yeah, many I, public defenders aren't great. Um, I did have a sticky tab that said, wow, that's a good lawyer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You've convinced me. That's funny. Um. Yeah, I see, I definitely see her as a victim. She's a victim of abuse, neglect, judgment. I think the sheriff was quick to charge Kaya with murder, and the prosecutor was quick to prosecute based on very little evidence because of who she was. Uh, Sure, she actually ended up doing it at the end. But (laughs) that's not relevant. Based upon the evidence, it was a stretch to charge. Irrelevant. In fact, there were multiple times, like throughout the book, whenever they were talking about Kaya as a as a viable suspect in, in their eyes, I was like, "That's a stretch. That's a stretch." 
Oh, a bus driver saw a person who could have been a, a man. The thing about the disguise? disguise? What is that? <laughs> right. I knew. Right? Huh? Oh, bad excuse. It was driving me nuts. Time to talk about the ending here. Did we get the closure we wanted? What's our take on Tate's discovery at the end? Finding the necklace and the poetry. How are we feeling about Kaya being a murderous poet? That description. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't lie. The ending surprised me. I was fully convinced of her innocence, but kind of loved the way it ended up being her. Although I don't condone murder. Something that I need to say aloud, I feel. Um, <laughs> in this fictional setting, it seemed very fitting. And also... That was my favorite of the poems that she had been reciting throughout the book. Um, yeah, plot twist. I have even read this before and I have forgotten the ending, <laughs> which honestly, I think is one of the joys of reading with short-term memory loss. It's like every time you read, it's like the first time reading a book. What a treat. Okay. But <laughs> what a fun surprise at the end. I loved it. I also can't condone murder for legal reasons, but I kind of love that she did. Yeah. Yes, I also forgot the ending, though I read this before, so it was quite the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, but I think I was more shook that she was the local author putting out poems than her I killing could. Chase. I was like, cool, that's fine. She killed Chase, but she's the poet? <laughs> I think I had the same reaction, too. It's like, what? She's the poet? And, like... Oh, also, yeah. that man's dead, but she's the poet. <laughs> right. That's all we cared about. <laughs> so funny. But yes, also cannot condone murder, obviously. But I do also love that she took back the shell necklace. Mm -hmm. That felt very symbolic. Yes. Enjoyed that. You go, Kaya. <laughs> but we don't condone murder. But we don't condone the murder. Just the necklace stealing. Stealing okay. the necklace. Sometimes we do. <laughs> Sometimes we do. <laughs> oh, okay um any last minutes minute things you want to mention before we go no no i'm just gonna say that the movie is coming out on july 15th are either of you gonna see it i think so okay i have to there be in the right mood to see it but mm -hmm. i'm gonna see it if i'm trying to bum myself out <laughs> right if you want something dark and yeah right. sad I know I'm going to. It stars Daisy Edgar Jones, and I have really liked her in the past things that she's been in. So, I'm keep they... it real. Don't know who that is. Gonna have to Google. Yeah. Yep. So she's in Normal People, which was also a book mm -hmm. uh, series on Hulu, and then she was in Fresh, which is a horror movie on Hulu, which I really liked. What? Yeah. I don't like horror movies, but that is one that I really enjoyed for some reason. Color me shocked. Yeah, she's a poet, and Mary Page watches a horror thing. I, know. I don't know what's going on this morning. Plot twist. <laughs> now it's that time where we wrap things up with a one sentence summary. Turns out I'm team murdery poet. <laughs> yes. Uh, I never want to go after you. You always have the best one. <clears throat> I'll leave it to the poet A.H. for my summary today. But like a lady firefly, they hid a secret call to die. Dun, dun, dun. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sad, sad, and more sad. <laughs> Descriptive and to the point. And that's yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. Coming up next, we've got For the Love of Men by Liz Plank. It's feminism for men. And boy, do we need it now more than ever. Oh, don't we? Uh, so excited to read that one. It's very good. Um, Following that, Verity by Colleen Hoover. It's like Misery and Rebecca had a baby. You'll love it. <laughs> Great description. <laughs> and coming up after that is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, a historical fiction about a woman in the 1960s. We're real friends who read books. I'm Mary Page. I'm Erica. And I'm Courtney. Get to reading. See you in two weeks. Oh, bye. Uh, See ya. <laughs> bye. So long. Sorry for the sad day. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at Real Friends Book Club or online at realfriendsbookclub.com. You can't forget our special thanks to Brandon Schmunk for our theme music and Jordan Stewart for our design. Thanks, people. Okay, that wasn't me this time. <laughs> the dings. <laughs> <laughs>